This week, embrace the chaos of living in a house of 11 kids with all their own things to do. Plus, how high does the latest Alien Invasion game fly? It's Friday, July 29th, 2022. Time to insert a token to play. Welcome to Insert a Token to Play. I'm John, senior with my typical player two, my little brother James. How are we doing, Jimbo? Life is pretty good. Summer's been good. Though I have to admit, I'm a little sad at the Apple Arcade news that some of the games are going away. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Of course, it was ones that we already reviewed, so you got to get those quick. Yeah, a couple of those are going quick. That was like Dead End Job and Various Day Life and Dreadnautical were the three that I remember for sure that we played, which means there are like seven or eight that we never got our hands on. I know. I was laughing at the Dead End Job because all I could think about was, well, now they can get that game that I didn't mean to download <laughs> instead. Time to go be an HR professional. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, just makes me sad. I wonder if it was Apple's decision or the developer's decision or what it's going away from, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. You think about Netflix or any other sort of subscription service that has content, it's going to go away eventually, probably. Yeah, got to kind of keep it fresh. If there's too much in there, it's even hard to find the new stuff. Mm-hmm. We did get our hands on some of the new stuff, though, this this week. But before we get there, a program note, we're actually going to be switching formats here uh, going forward, at least for this fall, while life gets a little busy for us. So we're going to do three games an episode, but we're going to switch to monthly. So you'll find us releasing on the last Friday of every month going forward. So you won't hear from us for a couple of weeks, but hopefully the extra game will be worth it. And that said, we're going to go to the two that we played this week. We're starting with The Loud House Out of Control from Nickelodeon. Enter the chaotic world of Lincoln Loud and his sisters from the hit series. Guide them to complete their objectives. John, we only grew up in a family of three. What do you think about a family of 11? Uh... We definitely had our run-ins like the game. <laughs> I have to ask, though, did you go try to watch an episode? I didn't. I really should have, but I didn't. I'm I, guessing you did. I Not an episode. Okay. Not an episode, but I did look up to watch some clips to get just a little bit of understanding of what was going on. But I did not watch a whole episode, so I can't give you storyline or in-depth character reviews you, but you still know more than i do so help me out <laughs> <laughs> well you know it more just like when you saw the characters in the game and the type of stuff they had to go for it kind of just made a little more sense for some of the clips i saw but it was entertaining for the little bit i did watch so i can see why it's becoming a popular show sure yeah i just laughed at, at seeing all the names of the characters i'm like oh no they're one of those families that names them all with l names at the beginning <laughs> just asking for trouble <laughs> Well, you figured they're the Loud family, right? So it has to make sense. They live up to their name. So, so. But what did you think of the game? Did you enjoy the gameplay? I found myself playing it a lot more than I thought I would, which was pretty funny in the sense that it was a puzzle game in a way yeah. and figuring out different ways to to move people around and avoid stuff. How do you get the bonuses? How do you get the multiplayers? What I got really good at is I'd see their little face pop up and it's like I knew I started learning what all like what they had to go for. Yeah. There were a couple levels, though, that took me a little bit. 
because I wasn't completely clear on the objectives. There was like the one kitchen or like where basically you had one objective and you had to get each player there, character there. But you also had to keep them busy. Because they had to wait until they could start washing the dishes Correct. or whatever. Yep. Right. All right. Or go get food or other stuff like that. But I, I thought it was pretty funny. What What were your thoughts yeah, on it? Yeah, I'm with you. I like how it ramped up with the character introductions of, okay, this character likes to go sit in the chair. This one will play in the mud. And so you kind of got familiar, and then they'd add in more characters. And it made it kind of kind of nice in that sense. I did find it a little bit more brain-consuming of trying to manage all the people than what I, I think I generally want in a more simpler pickup kind of game. But I did like how unique of a puzzle it did feel like of how you kind of had to navigate through those little spots. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. When you ended up with like five or six characters and then you also got a fight going, it was a lot to manage. You felt like you had to like move people all the time. For me, I found I could kind of send people on their way. But there's a couple of times the character would literally be walking toward their objective and you'd still have to tell them to go to the objective even though they just walked over it. Right, there were some, I swear, I'm like, you just touched exactly what you were doing. Why do right. I have to tell you to touch it if you've already done it? And then a couple of the levels, there was obstacles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do a good job at first of utilizing that you could kind of walk around them. I kind of just cut that whole area of the map off versus allowing the characters to walk around. But eventually you figured it out. Yeah. Some of those obstacles were rough because it's like, I need everyone to go that way. And so I have another traffic jam, which is, I guess, exactly what an obstacle is supposed to do. So I couldn't really tell if some of the characters truly moved in different speeds. Oh, I don't think they did. I feel like everyone moved at the same speed. In my head, the baby should have been slower. That's true. And the one girl with like the dark see, I don't remember their names no, now, but I don't there's a couple characters that I, I was like in my head they were faster. Yeah. So I would try to pace them that way. And it just I I couldn't actually tell. So I wanted to ask if it was just me and they all seemed the same. They all totally seemed the same. I feel like there were a lot of times where I had to send them all the same way, and if they would have been different speeds, they would have ended up colliding with each other. That would have just been too much. I think the complexity level was at a, a good point of what they were trying to achieve. I have to believe that. Was there a stage you liked the most? <laughs> Uh, I think I think for me it was that kitchen stage. The, the <laughs> yep. first time that I ran into something different just because I liked, like it felt like a good level of management for me with the brain power of, okay, I just got to have you walk in a couple of circles or, oh, you're on box duty. Just keep on going and finding boxes for me while other things were going. I didn't feel like things were getting in my way. And it was just how can I keep someone ready to go at the next thing? There wasn't so much of the thought process of, okay, new character coming. How do I get them going there? How about for you? I will agree that the kitchen was, since it was different, at least your first. The first one. The yep. first different. That was definitely cool. I I honestly liked the ones where you were like in their rooms oh. because the opposite. I liked because there was so much going on. I felt like it was more of a challenge. and I found myself almost zigzagging people uh-huh. um, and also figuring out how close you could get them to where they would light up like they're going to collide, but they didn't collide. 
So figuring out like how much you could use that. So I kind of had the opposite. I, I liked the more people because to me, that was the challenge. That was the fun part about it. This reminded me a lot of some of those games I feel like we would try to play together when we were younger. Where, like It would be a one-player game, but the two of us would like have our side of the screen. And you're like, you're responsible for these characters. Or if anyone shows oh, up yeah. on this side, they're your person. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I totally could have seen us just sitting and, and kind of doing that again. Right, since it's a touch, you you know you put on an iPad. I got this side, you got that side. Yep. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's funny. And then it's like, no, 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 you're gonna hit me. Don't do that. I thought it was interesting. Most games, I attempt to have my kids try to play or see if they can. Right. Yeah. When I think they can. Yeah. And I kind of showed them this one. Like, oh, funny game. I was like, you want to try it? No. <laughs> Which I thought was really weird, especially because it's a Nickelodeon cartoon. Right. So. That I found that really interesting that they didn't really have any like desire to even try it. It might help that they didn't recognize characters probably yeah. since that's not a thing in your household. That that would probably be a difference maker. And it's not just something silly that it seems like kind of draws them in. This one actually was strategic. That's a, yeah, that's a very good point. I think you're right. If they probably knew who the characters were, I could see. Again, watching the show, I feel like in a couple years it would fit my oldest. But, again, I think you nailed it. If they knew the characters, it would probably be different. Yeah, I think that would help. And I think you're right that that for a six-year-old and a four-year-old, it might be a little too young. Give them time. They They might run into it. Who knows? For sure. Overall, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I wouldn't rush out of your way, in my opinion, to rush out of your way to go play it. But if you want kind of a different type of puzzle challenge, I would say give it a try. But for me, at a certain point, it became much of the same. I wish there were more variations, kind of like that kitchen level we talked about. But I'm glad I played it. I would say if you like that type of puzzles, give it a try. But I don't see myself playing this long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I liked it when we played it for the last episode as the surprise. But then as I played it more and more, I liked it less and less. And so it became less of a good surprise for me, more of a bad surprise. I did find it pretty easy to click in and try to play a level or two. But by that point, I was ready to just stop. And I don't think that was a good thing that also made it harder for me to remember which character goes to what. And so I think that stopped my progress along the way. So I I thought that was a bit of a a bummer for me as I I kind of wound my way through it, especially after how much I like Nickelodeon Tennis with their last game that we had with it. Like Mm -hmm. For me, it was just, oh, I I just have these higher expectations, I guess. And uh, I give it credit for being unique of, you know, pathfinding as your tool for a puzzle, but just something didn't, didn't do it for me. And it wasn't the visuals or the graphics or anything. I thought that was fun and probably fit towards what the the game looked like. But just overall, I'm like, eh, I'm okay. Do you believe in me? Please don't mind my melody. Game number two this week is Air Twister from YSNet. Soar through the sky battling against bizarre invaders to save the planet from destruction. John, did you enjoy flying around? (laughs) Did I enjoy flying around on a goose? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the biggest question. I like, just explain the goose to me. I loved that opening cinematic because like, where is this going? Everything in like the game demo looked like super serious, like shooter game, taking things down. And we're starting with goose battlers trying to save the, the little town. 
And the music too. It was just so you know, it almost looked like it was like Final Fantasy <laughs> but with geese and very like different music and like James what like I say a lot of times like what are you getting me into? <laughs> I mean, I I for me I think the soundtrack is actually one of the highlights for me just because of how like wrong it is. Yes. It almost feels like great because of that if you weren't watching the video and you were just hearing the music it was that was fine it just was so like it was like you had your spotify running while you were playing a game and forgot to turn it off it was just so different and again the the geese you have this main character woman who looks like the stereotypical she she almost looked like the ghost from starcraft or like the female samus right just kind of like classic Riding a, a goose, right? After other goose fires have already come through. And then some of the levels, you were just kind of flying yourself? Yeah. There's no goose? I think oh. an elephant showed up at one point, too, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, I like, there was like a dragon. You, I like that, that you didn't just fly a goose. Yeah. But then randomly you'd just be floating, which I didn't quite get. No, I the care like who you were fighting to seems so obscure. Yeah, like there are random spheres and then shapes, and then there's like a dragon, and then you know there's like a like the snake type guy that would shoot fireballs from his bones. Yeah, you know, so it was just such an obscure thing. I will say that I didn't think the controls were that bad. No, like, um, I definitely did not utilize the swipe shooting oh, I feel right like away. That's all I did well. Once I, I kind of, once you got more into the drag, like, kind of, like, once I hit my first boss, yeah. like, I found myself moving and, sh- like, t- like trying to shoot a lot. Yeah. And I kind of got into the bosses more where you could kind of swipe. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. And then in retro, half of those spheres or whatever that would pop up, they would kind of be in lines. So then the swiping got really easy. Yep. So I was like, oh, you really just only want to swipe it was super intentional i feel like with the designers of they want us to be swiping across the screen at all times really give you a different sensation of moving versus shooting which again once you kind of got comfortable with that i was i was really surprised at how well i you were able to move around yeah for me that's that's one of the highlights after the soundtrack is just the controls felt really really good and it made it feel like okay, I can successfully navigate all these things. It was it was kind of less of a, a shooter in that sense than it was a reaction like Fruit Ninja almost experience. Oh, that's interesting. It reminded me again, not the goose, <laughs> not the music. It reminded me a little bit of like the classic like Star Fox oh, from yeah. like the moving and shooting and yeah. being able like enemies would kind of fly in in the line and you kind of shoot them in the line and. The only thing we didn't have was do a barrel roll, right? <laughs> so that was the part you're missing. But some of the levels, too, you had to, like, move and dodge. And it did feed you a little bit of, like, there was, like, arrows pointing up and down, which were kind of subtle. But it kind of fed you, so you had to navigate. But to me, it was like, oh, this is like a an obs- obscure Star Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of worked out that way. I did start to get frustrated, though, after... I would die, and then it would make me start the game over, giving me like a little upgrade. But it never felt like a great experience of starting over again. Yeah. Even like you would play through for a long time, and then finally, when you died, you got to the menu. And even at that point, 
it was just like story and it didn't really tell you about any of the other modes or features there wasn't there wasn't really anything else to help you no no and you know for for much of that reason i never actually got to the end of the game i feel like that was going to take a lot more effort than i I was willing to put in it at that point and you know for for how how much struggle i was having with the loud house i was much more willing to open up that game than i was this one i definitely feel your pain on like how you had to almost start over Mm -hmm. especially if you lost in a boss battle it's awful right it, and that's where it's kind of like arcadish, where like you'd have to throw a quarter in. Mm-hmm. But I wish like continue, like you die, continue, continue, like just let me start right here. Yes, It'd be, like I, take away some of the stuff I've earned, right? Take away all those, which took me a while to realize there'd be like stars mm-hmm. that you'd collect, and I kept trying to fly at them, and you don't have to; they just kind of like come, come to you. So there's a look up a little stuff like that that I kept like finding myself trying to get. But how easy would that be? Just Take my stars. I don't care. Let me keep playing. Even though there wasn't really a story. Yep. Yeah, you're just saving saving Earth somehow. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. And for me, that's so much of the spirit of the Apple Arcade experience. It's not the hardcore, you can win it all in one shot games. It's the, let's just play through and have a good time experiencing this, even if it is a little more challenging. Like, we've seen the more challenging games that make you work for it, but you get to go back to where you were. To touch on again... A down part for me got a little tedious like it was kind of the same thing yes you know i inst- i enjoyed the nostalgia and it definitely was intriguing but i wanted a story i wanted like a spot where you check and there like they would there be some dialogue and maybe because you don't really they don't even really tell you what these people are they're attacking you it'd be almost semi-mystery in the sense of like trying to discover who these people are and what they want. There is nothing. Especially with how good that first cinematic was. Like it was long, but that was like polished and pretty. And I had like such high expectations for where we were going to go after that. And it just never came up again. (laughs) Just another level of flying through with little bits. And it kind of broke my heart because of that, because <laughs> I thought from the trailer and the preview for this, I'm like, this looks awesome. I'm really looking forward to so many experiences and these great, you know, upgrades and customization that I'm probably going to have as I blow through all of these levels. And it just fell so short for me. I wish you could have had a choice more around what you were flying. Yeah. And then actually make it different. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things are faster, stronger, more armor. Upgrades to your weapons. Maybe you can pimp out your goose in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Apply like uh, helmets or armor or something. Just something to give you a little more variability. Right, right. Especially after we've seen games like the Goat Simulator, where we're able to change things. And- <laughs> tall goat, right? Exactly. I want, I want to, I want to fly a tall goose exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Give us just a little bit of something like that to to let us really kind of buy into whatever's ridiculous already. Because I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I guess, James, what's your overall thought? I'm just disappointed, honestly. Yeah. That's that's the best way to describe it. I, I went into this with high hopes and probably set the bar too high, but it just became repetitive, and I got frustrated with having to start over. You know, the graphics the graphics are really nice, but I would call this game kind of middle of the road at best, very mediocre in uh, a lot of my experience. I would say kudos to the people that developed the controls. Oh, yes. And I would love... For other people to kind of mimic how smooth that was. And again, you can tell that there's some talented people who are working on the cinematics and the graphics. 
but you just couldn't put it together enough for a full game. And I wish again, there was a little more story. So kudos where kudos is, but like I would, if someone said, Hey, should I try that? I'd probably say you're, you're okay. It's funny. Cause I, I feel like a lot of times our biggest hits or misses, I should say in this sense is story. And we just either want a little more or a little less at some point when it's too much. That's fair. That's fair. But when you think about the type of game and the investment you need to make this game, I feel like you would need to make an investment to finish it. And to get that, you need something to kind of drive you there. Okay, let's roll the randomizer and see what game we're going to try out before playing a little longer next month. Hey, Siri. Give me a number between 1 and 244. The answer is 195. Ooh. Let's see if that game still exists. Stellar Commanders from Blind Flug Studios. Flug? Flug. I'm hoping it's German. Oh, that looks fabulous. Multiplayer real-time strategy. Oh, here we go. It's here. (laughs) Something's happening. <laughs> Conquer the Stars in the straightforward multiplayer real-time strategy game from the creator of First Strike. Oh, okay. I've heard of First Strike. Become a stellar commander. 1v1 strategy game. When you're fighting for control of distant planets, you have seven minutes to technically destroy your opposition, or the whole planet collapses and explodes in a spectacular fashion. Seven minutes, so that's going to go quick. I think about real-time strategy, and you know our foundation's always StarCraft, and those games were not seven minutes. No, no. It took seven minutes to start, Yeah, seven minutes to randomly pick who you're going to be. Maybe if someone did a really bad job and you were able to get into their base quickly, but, man, you had to, you had to mess a couple of things up if that was the case. Yeah, no, no Locust Rush, no <laughs> Zerg Rush. Oh, the Zerglings. All right. Here we go. Such a great sound. Mm-hmm. Flug. Right? Flug. Mm-hmm. Like fly. Is that what it is? Is that what flug means? Blind flug? So blind fly? I don't know what blind means necessarily, but... Yeah. Uh, blind. Oh, we get some dialogue ahead of this. See, already story. <laughs> <laughs> the thing we're missing, right? The dawn of space age, mankind. Oh, man, I'm too slow. Yeah, we, le- we laughed. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta mine some metal. Oh, so it's not necessarily aliens versus Zerg versus humans. It's humans versus humans versus humans. Oh, looks like we're gonna get like a little tutorial level. Well, that's always a good thing. Maybe. Ooh. It's perfect for us to get started with, so. Welcome, Commander. (laughs) The goal is to annihilate the enemy territory. It's interesting, like, the map is like a planet. And it's kind of rotating around as we go through it. These are your units. Tap to continue. I'm building rockets. It takes time, okay. That makes sense. Yep. Once built, you can select the unit and attack. 
Good, now destroy the enemy territory. I'm building up a lot of units. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, I feel like they're not complaining about resources, so... You must construct additional pylons. Right? I just keep building when you can, right? So it seems like. There's a little territory behind us as well. Do you have to keep building? Oh, they're shooting back. No! Yeah, I got shot no. at once. I'm like, how dare they? Don't they know who I am? I'm some great commander guy. Right? You're here to oh, take here we over. Go. Yeah, just keep pushing the build button. Do you... So do you just... Do you keep, like... You hit the... As soon as one of my things launch, I shoot until my territory gets destroyed and then I can't attack anymore. Got it. Oh, I it think I just won. Hit. It really seems to, to knock them out pretty quick, so... Oops. I have just clicked on something I shouldn't have. Oops. Sorry, I shot into a bunch of unknown territory and kind of running out of stuff. I don't oh, even... no, I'm going to get shot down. You're still fighting? I'm still fighting. I'm really slow at this, apparently. You defeated the enemy. I wasted a lot of shots by moving too quickly through things. Oh, gotcha. Um... I didn't realize I didn't need to double up on some territories, Holy and cows. I could just blow some of them up. A lot more territories. Oh, oh, and now I got tanks. Welcome back. So we're going to have to figure out what all these different little missiles are, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you the difference between the two missiles I picked up other than some built in 6 seconds and some built in 12. Build a conquering unit, okay? Watch out, every unit costs something. Oh, we finally have unit costs. Yeah. Magic. Oh, I see. So you can have, like, tanks, and what they'll do is they'll move to some place to, like, kind of conquer it, we'll say. Oh, that's cool. Come on, guys. Let's start conquering. Build another conquering Build a shield. Where's the shield? I don't... I don't understand. Oh, okay, so there's a missile coming, and I built something to, like, stop it. Oh, that's cool. Okay, and so the tanks go to the small territories, and the big ones can take over enemy territories. That's nice. Oh, that shield got up just in time for me. Good, now destroy and conquer your enemy. Gladly. Yeah, this really is going to be a rough balance of how quickly can you move and take what you need. Oh, so it all takes time.
Okay, I'm starting to... I think I'm starting... Oh, no, crap. Oh, okay. I didn't realize the resource thing was just stuff on the bottom, so you can kind of manage it all. Oh, I see. And stuff... How much stuff costs. Yeah. So those big missiles are taking, like, five or six. And so you got to be mindful of that. So if you spread out too much, you're not going to be able to keep on building. Oh, shoot. Ah, crap. I keep doing... I think I'm doing what you were doing, where you basically are, like, Going too fast, we'll say. Shooting at too many spots. Yeah. Yep. I know that feeling all too well. No, no, no. Okay, you destroy first. Good. Oh, got it. So they actually will destroy territories so you can't, like, take them over. Oh, I was wondering why they just shot at a random spot. So, like, I sent a tank, and basically couldn't do anything. Oh, because they just got rid of it? Yeah. And then they shot a missile at a spot that I was not already on. So now it's like I almost can't fly to them. Mm. So it's going to take you a lot of time, then. Well, I just got, I got missiles. It's interesting, since we're not, you know, having to balance managing... Resources or gold or gas or anything. It's, yeah, you don't have to micro at all. No, it's very much a. I mean, I think as you get more territories, you'll deal with it, but the slow pace of the energy renewal really kind of keeps you in check. Every oh. decision just means so much more. Boom. We got more to learn, but. I think we're off to a good start on this at least with the gameplay for sure i mean it definitely taps into that part of the brain that makes me want to play starcraft again oh, it does <laughs> i think the 1v1s will be interesting because clearly it's planet versus planet so we're going to run into little bits and pieces with each other as we work along the way for sure i think after maybe a day or two might have to try the 1v1 oh yeah see what you got just to be ready yeah so, be ready we'll have to wander over all right, well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. Plus, we're on Patreon. You can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash ITTP. So on top of Stellar Commander, we're going to try out another random game, which I'll ask Siri right now. Hey, Siri. Oh, no, you know what? You pick a number. I Let's, pick a number? Let you pick the number instead. 13. 13. Of course you pick lucky 13. Ah, okay, so on top of Stellar Commander, we're going to try Badland. Badland. pick from you. I've actually heard of this one. One of our exchange students is a big fan. And then we're going to try Sping as our third game Sping? for the month. Sping. <laughs> okay. The big exclamation point. So what games do you think we should take a look at when we come back in August? You can message us on Instagram. We're at insert token to play or send us an email play at insert token to play dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.